doing to create your dream life or your best self? Why do we see some thrive through challenges while others struggle? Welcome to Effort, a podcast where I talk about the main Fs in my life that have helped me in creating my best self. Faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. Hi, my name is Amy Ledeen, and most would say that I've had my fair share of struggles, whether it was placing my baby for adoption at 18, facing my marriage-ending affair, or battling stage four cancer for almost seven years, it's safe to say that I've been through a lot. Join me as I take you through my story, my journeys, and share with you the tactical strategies every single week that will help you thrive and overcome anything you face. That's right, I'm gonna show you how to create a future self that you'll be proud of. So buckle up, get ready for the ride as I take you through my story and bring other guests on that have helped me along the way. I am so excited for today, you guys. So today I have my friend Yasna Burza on, but I need to make sure that I introduce her just to give her all the glory. Yasna is a life and business coach, a strategist. I mean, I, I contact her for help all the time. She hosts a podcast. She also sells out her mastermind. And when I'm following her, I always know that she's going to sell out her mastermind. And she does this incredible thing on Fridays called Fridays with Yasna. And on top of that, so if you follow her from a distance, you're going to see her as this really positive, just always pouring into her community. In fact, she had this nickname for a while as Pollyanna. But what you don't know about Yasna is Yasna has been in the refugee camp. She had watched her dad go into a concentration camp. She's come from a lot of struggles, a lot of challenges in her life. And you would not know that based on the Yasna that I met. One of the quotes I found on her website that I love, she said, no matter where you find yourself, know that you are exactly where you need to be, but you don't have to stay there. And why I love this is Yasna, I met at a mastermind. She's one of the four musketeers of us that you're going to get to know her well through my podcast. You heard Christina come on here. And now Yasna is also in that group. But what I love about her is every time we get on our monthly calls and, you know, I'm a blubbering, crying, you know, baby usually, she will always remind me and always bring me back to telling me, listen, embrace this moment. You are supposed to be here right now. And it's just been so refreshing to have a friendship with you, Yasna. So I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Oh, God, thank you. I'm so bloody excited to be here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm nervous because you're definitely someone that I look up to. And, you know, asking you to come on here, like, I, I mean, I even get nervous about that, even though we've had such intimate, you know, conversations. I respect you so much. I respect your time. And I see what you do in your own community and with your your tribe. And uh, so I just feel honored that you would come on today. And I'm, we're going to let this flow. We had some talking points. But because I've been soaking up your content and with things that are going on right now in the world, I thought that we would start with kind of where that quote was and just your positivity and how, you know, I was listening to one of your interviews on your podcast and you talked about how, listen, this isn't by accident. So talk to me a little bit about that with how you've been able to see your quote unquote mess as like your message and how you, you choose your attitude. Well, I've always had to, um, because, um, and speaking of nervousness, I'm bloody, I'm on TV all the time, but I'm more nervous doing this than anything else, which is so, which I think it's a testament, by the way, to really your 
um, presence and what you've been able to do with, with your business and your presence. I just love you so much, and I want to I want to do you right. I want to do, do justice for this podcast. Um, I from an early on have learned that um, number one, we're things are always going to happen. They're not going to go our way. There are horrible people who exist out there who are going to do things um, to us, by us, next to us, who they're going to somehow affect us. And we always get to choose the lemonade. And I think even, you know, when you're in, in, in a situation, like for me, in a refugee camp and during the war, you don't have an option to just go and, you know, watch Netflix and, you know, dwell in the misery that you're in. You have to survive. You have to learn how to fight. And you can't do that when you are letting yourself go. And and I think right now what we're living through this year is, I mean, I think I've said the word unprecedented three million times, but this is, this is a toughie. But here's the best kicker. We will look back at 2020 as the most powerful, most amazing year that has ever happened to us. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go back to 2019 or any of no. the years before. Right. So the way we've been headed as societies, like the, the, the disease, cancer is up, you know, all kinds of disease is up, anxiety and depression. People aren't spending time with their families. All of this stuff is just rocking us to the core. So I'm looking, OK, people are right now feeling really afraid. COVID, the racial unrest, so many things are happening. But I'm like, oh, my God, how brilliant is it that it is? Because it's asking us to go within. It's the greatest revolution, that self-awareness revolution, and it's the healing. So whatever we find ourselves right now, pandemic has only, you know, made it worse, accentuated what was there before. So I think it's asking us to look within. So if we're if you're struggling with something, lean into it because that mess, those problems becomes your message. It's a solution for your life, I think. I love that. You're the best example of that. I mean, we talked about I mean, you're in the heart of where this started with the racial unrest and you were really feeling that. And then I know you went away for a few days and then you decided to do that again. What are some things that people can be doing right now? I mean, I know you've been on TV talking about this and have been interviewed. What are some things that people should be doing? Leaning in, when you say that, what does that mean to lean in? I really think that this is an invitation for, for a deeper healing, sort of a spiritual healing. And I think for me, when the unrest were happening here in Minneapolis, I mean, it looked like ground zero. It was just awful. Helicopters, fires, guns. For me, because I lived in that, I literally started to panic because the body keeps the score. I developed a rash all over my arms again. And I'm like, when am I going to be done with this? And then I remembered... I have to ground myself because this can't take my power away. So for me, what I do is I step away from everything and I ask myself, what is this time to teach me? What am I going through? How can this help me? What am I unlearning? What am I learning? What kind of a person am I becoming? What kind of a person do I want to be? What this, all of this has taught me is that there's crap that I have to do that I haven't been doing, that I've been lazy about. And I think that there's like an invitation that I can, that I have to improve my life and I can, I can do things that are going to make me proud. So for me, it's first of all, it's that process of self-awareness, uh, by far the most important. And then meditation and anchoring. You preach this all the time. I get up early before my kids in the morning and I'm thinking, if you can't afford to get up 15 minutes earlier, then you need two hours in the day. 
Because yep. the world will catch up with you and the world will spin you out of control. And then you have no control over your environment or anything else. So how do we do that? It's actually really simple. It's different for everyone. There is no prescription you should do this. But I know that some sort of mindfulness practice, morning walk at 4 a.m., right? I don't do the walk, but I meditate. Or I will, you know, I, I will journal. Or this morning at 5 a.m., I recorded a podcast episode. I was feeling really inspired. So some kind of a mindfulness practice and honest to God healing. Because I'm learning that, you know, in my old age, I have a, there's still remnants of trauma that I experienced as a child. You and I talk about that all the time. And for me, I freeze. And I've realized in our last call, I freeze when something so stressful happens and I just pause because I have to contain myself and be strong enough to go out and fight, right? That fight or flight mechanism. And I think mindfulness practice is an absolute key. Faith, any kind of faith, connectedness with oneself, close your eyes, chant, sing, whatever it is. And I personally happen to love the trees. I hug the trees like it's my full-time job uh, because I really do believe that with all of the, the things in the world, grounding ourselves in Mother Nature becomes the key in grounding the, the energy around us. And if I may add, I also do believe that we all vibrate at a certain frequency. So when we're angry or sad or depressed, we vibrate extremely low. And what that does, it that shows up in an energy field around us. So quantum physics talks about this at length. And I am a big fan of um, Dr. David Hawkins, who even his scale of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Because we, you know, there's some people who can actually see the aura, whether you believe it or not, but we create an energy field around us. So when we are in, you know, dwelling in these a low emotion, we vibrate really low, which then attracts the energy of the same vibration, which is not going to be good. So, you know, if you want to love, you want success, you want money, you want whatever, you know, someone told me money is a woman and she vibrates at a level of 500. Look it up, scale of consciousness. So you want to vibrate at a level of 500. (laughs) Totally. I love that you brought this up because this is something that I've not yet talked about on here, but, and you know, that a couple of years ago would have been a trigger for me to not understand this about vibration. And then when I got my cancer and I found out that they were doing lots of studies on people that had had trauma in their life that vibrate in shame, shame and guilt are such low ones that you end up manifesting. I mean, we already see it in autoimmune diseases. That's already been legit proven. And then they started seeing it in these cancers And so you mentioning that it becomes your therapy, it becomes your drug, if you can have this mindfulness. I mean, for me, the times that I've had triggers, or I've had where I've been very reactive, have been times where in the morning, I've not spent my time with God, I've not spent my time with nature, I've not spent my time anchoring. You ladies experienced that in February with me, where when my friend Kim died, I woke up that morning and I broke one of my rules, which was I went on social media. And I went on social media before I had done any of my practices. And when I saw that she had passed away, I went first into sadness. And then I went to my own shame of survivor's guilt. And I went on to have a whole day of sabotage because I had not started my day with that. 
So I love that you bring that up and I love that you bring up a lot of different options. I mean, you, there's so many things that we can be doing in our morning time. Like I still can't believe I used to be the person that would just wake up and be so reactive to my day, like a pinball in a pinball game, just bouncing off the sides. Totally. Um, and it doesn't even have to be in the morning. It can be at any different times of day. Totally. And people call me Pollyanna and they're like, oh, you're so positive because you have the money and you have the great husband. And you have, I'm like, no, there's crap ton of stuff that we all talk about. You know, we talk about it all on social media where it's just fair as it gets. But I chose, it takes tremendous amount of discipline to be positive and it takes more energy to be negative than it does to be positive. And Agreed. I think that it is a choice, no matter what, even when I'm going through the most difficult things. I went through nine miscarriages and no one ever knew because I never told anyone. I didn't talk about it. I didn't publicize it. I didn't, but the whole time I was the most positive and inspiring person because I always kept saying, everything is working out for me. Everything is working out for me. And I think that sometimes like I want to bang my head is like, well, where is it when it's working out for me? But those are the moments where I lose my faith. But I think it's our personal responsibility to maintain the positivity and it takes discipline. And there's no better person to teach that than you. Just saying. Oh, I really, really appreciate that. I think between the, I mean, I definitely bounce off of you. And I think that's also why it's important to have a circle with you because we are going to have times. You getting this rash, for example, the reason I bring that up is one, is we can't expect ourselves to always be perfect. This is something that right now I'm preaching to myself because I would feel like I took so many steps forward, right? And I'd be doing all the things. And I remember even when I was working with Nicola Pera last year, and then I'd have a session with her where I would had like a reactive place where maybe I'd really taken some steps back in my, you know, progress. And she's like, stop seeing this as a negative and see it as it's highlighting an area, you have an opportunity, again, that word of healing. For you, you could have looked at this rash that you got this last time because the physiology, I mean, you, it's crazy how it connects to old times, right? It doesn't know the time that you're in. It just it happens, right? Mm -hmm. And that could have been a really, you know, you could have gone one of two ways. You could have totally taken it into a shame and guilt and not in these low energy places, or you can see it as all right, well, I got more healing to do. I can see now I have more work in this area because this is coming up for me. It's right? True. My body is always communicating to my emotions. If I'm feeling, you know, um, uh, sad, if I'm feeling depressed, if I'm feeling stuck, hazy, it's always like something's up and it's telling me that something's wrong. If I have a headache, if I don't sleep right, my body is always communicating to me, telling me something. It's like, what am I here to learn? And I remember I see a healer. And he said, you know, I was like, well, why is like, why is it keep showing up? He's like, because you have something to learn. Ask it. What's the gift in this? And he said, don't resist it. Just say, well, thank you for being here. Thank you for teaching me. I don't know what it is, but here it is. And for me, honestly, whatever comes in my life, that's how I treat it. And even the, the riots and the pandemic, I have been built for, I've been preparing for this pandemic for 40 years because wow. I, I've never been happier and more centered. And I know it sounds crazy and, and, and everything, but we've been given a gift of a lifetime during this pandemic. We're, and that's an invitation for personal development, mindfulness, going within, close relationships, family. It's the most important aspect of what makes us human and what makes us successful. 
I love that you bring that up because I too have framed this in being one of the biggest blessings for us. And I think that a lot of people that would reframe that because we've seen marriages, you know, break apart. And I think instead of taking it down the negative path, a lot of us could have said, well, this just highlighted something that was already there. It was already there before the pandemic. You already had your marital problems, your financial problems, all of that before. And instead of like shaming yourself and, and taking it down that path, it's what can I be doing during this time? Because at the beginning of this pandemic, Eric and I weren't doing so great right before this happened. That lockdown forced us to be home together. And you know, it, it changed everything for me. One, I realized how important my family was. You and I have talked about this and that's where we'll go next with business. It just made me see what really matters to me, where some things I thought I wanted to chase before completely changed with the pandemic because I was, I want to be home. I want my home to be an oasis. I want to be with my kids more. I want to have more control over what they're learning because now I was homeschooling them. All these things that I had not really seen before. And I know you had some of that similar yeah, I mean, my husband was laid off, uh, so my corporate contracts were canceled. So I'm like, ooh, no income for three months for him. For but you know what? It was such an incredible blessing. I bought a business that closed last week that I had to tell you about, which I'm so excited. Um, so this is going to be my third serious investment. Um, my family and I have been camping a ton, cooking a ton. Um, you know, my husband decided to join my company because we need a home so much. And let me just remind everyone, if you're in the Western Hemisphere, it's still the greatest place to be in the world. We are so blessed. Every time I call my mother, who still lives in Bosnia, I'm reminded of how bloody lucky and blessed we are. We get to stay home and watch Netflix and we're crying over it. Listen, I understand money, some of the money is gone, but the things that truly matter, family, health, our connection to source, God, whatever you call it, universe. If we have those things strong, I'm telling you, we're hooked up to the to the highest force, life force out there. And I love that you, you know, you have that perspective. And I've heard this with my own feel like, well, I don't have cancer in this. How can I have that perspective? Create it. Go look up like what it is like to live in Bosnia. I take it to the extreme. I purposely anchor someone that's passed away to remind me as I wake up in the morning, my two feet are standing on the floor. I know you do the same. And that really helps. And a lot of people are like, well, I haven't had an experience like that. Well, you can certainly still create it and be aware of what you have around you to be grateful for because, you know, what you focus on expands, right? True, but you don't even have to create that experience. You can just imagine it because when we imagine something or think something, our body has no bloody idea whether it's real or not. So there's something in coaching called negative visualization that, you know, okay, imagine that you wake up this morning and your spouse and your children are dead. Mm. I'm sounding really morbid, but holy crap, is that a powerful exercise, right? Because I've had a dream and my husband died months ago and I woke up in sweat and tears, right? That pain of it. And then you really quickly reminded what matters. So it's like, you know, yelling at him over a garbage can all of a sudden does not, <laughs> it's not that important, right? It doesn't matter because it's, don't sweat the small stuff. There are books written about this kind of stuff. And I think the perspective is everything in perspective heals. We have to have that. We live better than most of the, the world on this planet. And we have so many of the luxuries 
But a lot of those luxuries are replacing the things that matter most. They're taking us away from the the things that matter most, connection with nature, mindfulness, prayer, reading, your family, uh, healthy cooking, healthy eating, uh, moving your body. I mean, it's so simple. If you actually follow the simple routine, a prescription, the, all of the pharmaceuticals will go out of business. Totally. Totally, totally. I mean, and I, I agree with you. I think a lot of us, as much as maybe people were complaining that it was slowing us down, I flipped that perspective and I'm like, this is just what we needed. I really feel like it was the world telling us it is time. And the thing is, the same people that are complaining about it slowing down were actually complaining before that it was, we were too busy, right? We don't have enough time. Well, now we got what we wanted. All of us have been asking for, for more time at home. And so now that we're home, really try to take advantage. I mean, I know we definitely have taken advantage of it. You have too. In fact, you know, moving into business, how has this changed your perspective on your business with your your coaching and stuff? Well, a few things. I'm learning that I want to build a business that's recession-proof, pandemic-proof. So um, there's a pivot in investing in businesses. So I'm really seriously now becoming an angel investor, which I never would, I mean, a freaking poor kid from Bosnia. It was never, I think that's an up-leveling myself and, and the belief that I can actually do it, that that's possible for me. So I'm doing that. Secondly, really going even harder on some of the work that I do. My work is split out across, right now it comes from seven different sources. And it sounds crazy, but I've always diversified my income. And I think that, you know, a huge portion uh, got canceled out during the pandemic, but it didn't affect me whatsoever because there are other things that are still working well. So the way I'm thinking is that I think that I have doubled down on wanting to be a service. Um, it has slowed down in a way that I am not really hungry to grow and I'm not focused on the money as much as I even was last year. I know it sounds crazy, but I think my focus is truly on impact and it's truly on living a meaningful life because if I die tomorrow, what kind of legacy would I want to leave? And I think that I'm realizing that even this pandemic, with all of this, I'm like, holy crap, I have everything I have always wanted. I don't have a private jet. I don't have a private boat. I don't have a private chef. But I have every luxury in the world that one absolutely needs. So I think I'm looking for impact and how I serve others. Um, and I'm really, really very mindful about the connections that I want to make, I think, in my community. So um, it's also changing that I want, I want my business to be more racially inclusive. Um, so I don't serve a lot of people of color, which is interesting because Minnesota is predominantly white. So it's like, how's my responsibility maybe to do some of that? Um, and I don't know. It's really my greatest business initiative is to increase my own consciousness and mm -hmm. to basically be the light. And I think the, the business insight and the products and services are going to change as a result. I love that. And I, there's, I took a couple notes here while you were saying this because there's always this debate, impact before income or income before impact. And right now we're in a time where impact is going to really catapult us into income later. And, you know, we talked about this at the beginning of the pandemic and you know, our service, our coaching is a luxury service. You know, all of us, it's pretty much this luxury service for people that that's sometimes the first thing to go. And so we decided to double down in just adding value. 
We weren't looking for anything in return. We didn't even do so much as an email grab for a free program that we were giving out. Like I wasn't even asking for that from anyone. And really it's kind of like a universal law. Like we should all know these universal laws or look in Proverbs and, and what we should be doing, right? It's, it's like serve, serve. And on the other side of that, what comes back, we had one of our biggest launches. So I know for you, it's pouring into your community and that's what you've always done. I love the Fridays with Yasna, like anyone that I know that's followed you, like when I got to speak at your mastermind, I knew you had a really powerful, strong group that love you. And why? Because you serve them. And you know, if any entrepreneurs or people listening today are, are learning one thing, it's that you've got to go after the impact first. You have to go after how you can help first before you get that income. And it will come. It does because they see how much you're serving them. I mean, we get thanked for them spending money with us. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to care more than anything. There's so much garbage out there. Let's talk about the noise and the coaches and the personal development hackers out there who are like, ooh, I could make a quick buck. I'm just going to say that there's so much absolute garbage out there. I've been in this business for 11 years. I've been coached for 11 years. And there's just people are popping up everywhere. It's like, I can charge $500 an hour and I'm going to teach people about life. And they're on antidepressants and they, you know, they're absolutely miserable. So I think people have to discern. You have to love people. You have to care people. We are so obsessed about money right now. This hashtag girl, girl boss movement is so much about making the money and launching and doing all of this. And yes, I preach it. I sell it in my masterminds. I talk about it. And I think that good people have to have good money because they do good things with it. I love money. I am a poor kid from Bosnia who has every single freedom because I have the money. I have the freedom to go wherever I want to. I can support my family, my husband's family. There's something so beautiful about it. I give money. Um, I work with my money. I give money to charities. This is really, really brilliant and everyone should have it. But you have to care about the people first. And that's, I'm always in, you know, impact before, before money, before profit, because if it's the other way around, you have your priorities in, uh, wrong. And I really think people can smell that over time. They can in, in, in this day and age. I mean, we were like you, and I think that's why we connected so well when I met you is we've been around for, you know, Eric was coaching for 15 years. I'm going on 10 years now before Facebook was even around, before you had Kajabi where someone could just copy your exact teaching into their <laughs> own next new model, right? It was literally all the, the content we used to create was our content. And now you see people that will define themselves. And, you know, I really do believe that the cream of the crop will always rise to the top. But there are some that have hired like marketing tactics and stuff. And this is where I still would argue that, you know, your your beliefs are your marketing and people can feel it. I remember Ed Milet saying something once and it really stuck with me. He goes, it's not that you have to believe what I'm saying is true. It's that you have to believe that I believe what I'm mm -hmm. saying is true. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to faith or God or whatever, you may not have the same beliefs, but boy, do I believe that you believe it for yourself. Yeah. And so that's where you become really powerful with, you know, I see you on IG stories and I think it's why you've sold out your masterminds always is because it's the energy. It's a transfer of energy that people feel so and true. you can't fake it in, in a day and age wow. where video is everything. I think that's finally going to weed out some of these people. 
It's so true. I never worry about certain people. I never worry about people showing up because I show up for them the whole year. People out there are not ATM machines, right? To be treated. We only go to them when we want some kind of money. Hey, let's let's catch up. Let's get on the phone. Oh, would you like to be enrolled in my package? It's only forty thousand dollars. And I'm just like, okay, let's let's take it a step back. Let's genuinely, uh, you know, help. I got on the phone and spent 45 minutes the other day with a new potential client. And I said, I'm like, you don't need me. Here's what you have to do. And she's like, I cannot believe you said that. I'm like, you truly don't need me. If you need a follow-up, we'll connect again in two weeks. You don't need me. And I think we have to go, go back to that. And which I'm so, that's why I'm so bloody happy to know you and Steph and Amy um, or and Christina. Because the, I feel like we, we do it right and we may take it longer, but holy crap, our values are in sync. We know what we stand for. We don't bullshit people. We're, we're transparent. We have big hearts. Honest to God, this, you know, having you as my besties is like one of the greatest gifts that life could have given me. Same here. I mean, times a thousand. There's one thing I think of 2019 and it's, you know, who knew it would even come into 20 and, and now talking about potential future, you know, things together. What's been so genuine about it is for a year and a half now, none of us in our little circle has ever asked for anything from each other other than support and love. And that's what we've given each other. And it's amazing how that can elevate you even more. And it's brought in other people too, like the circle of you, you pour in. I want to share you guys with every single person that I come in contact with. So you can't see everything as a transaction in your life because you just don't know where that's going to take you, right? Whereas it's like true care. And I think that was what I experienced with you guys right off the bat. And I just wasn't used to that. You know, I really wasn't. And so it's been so refreshing to, you know, be able to call you up and voice note you and be like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing and knowing you're going to give me that honest advice and you know but that sometimes it's the harsh truth too right like that's also having that real the real friendships that hey i'm going to tell you like it is this is what you need to be doing and it's important i think it's important it's so rare to have friends who actually genuinely care like there's not a thing that i need from my friends but i will literally bend backwards to do anything for them and even when I think it's kind of like for your children, like you may not get anything bad, but it freaking doesn't matter because it's not a transaction. It's not a tool. You know, it's like you just give because you genuinely, that's, that's the definition of love. Yes, There's no expectation is. on the other end. Having friends, especially in this world, it's very difficult for me because when people approach me, sometimes they're genuinely today. And they want to get to know me. They want to hang out. Like I, I have to question their motives because I'm not an influencer or a celebrity, but it's like, I don't have a lot of time. So, uh, and a lot of time people just really, they, they don't have the best intentions. I think everyone listening to this, you have to find your, your tribe, your people, your yes. friends. You have to find your community of girlfriends guy friends who are going to have your back no matter what, because that changes lives. I mean, we, we talk about it every time we get on a call. We do. And you are the sum of the five people around you. And I know throughout my podcast, and I'm going to always be touching on this, it's, it's your associations. If you want to change your identity, if you really want to level up, and you always talk about that, it's going to be the collaboration. It's not you on your own. I did that for so many years and there's, you will not 
take yourself to the places because we need connection. We need that. Unlike what some people think, oh, I'm going to sell to the top on my own. I don't know anyone in this business these days that's gotten very successful just completely on their own. You know, I know I certainly haven't. It's so true. You know, I was making a cake the other day and I was putting the best flipping ingredients in it and it turned out so good. I was making it for my, for my son for his birthday and I kept thinking, you know, we are a cake and you can't expect the best flipping product if what you're putting into your body is crappy ingredients. And yes. that's the form of information, uh, you know, the education that we inhale, the food that we put in, what environment are we surrounded with? Those things matter. They simply matter. And you have to, if you're not happy where you're at, you can do something about that. Again, you are exactly where you need to be, but you don't have to stay there. So whatever is coming your way, the pain, the struggle, the no, no matter what it is, discomfort, great, you're there. What are you going to do about it? Because complaining does nothing. And I'm sorry, but if a poor little kid who did not speak English coming into this country can create a better life than most people living in this country, then what are you waiting for? I always ask myself, for me, the U.S. is like a candy store. For a woman here, you know, we can complain about feminists, women don't have the same rights. It's still, for me, the most amazing place to live. I look at it. I wake up every single morning. I'm like, there's so much opportunity. There's so much possibility everywhere I look. Coursera is a group of, you know, a high level university offering completely free courses. You can get a master's for free from Yale and Stanford right now. What Taking are you the doing? Yale course. I know. It's inc- it's absolutely incredible. There's so much access, you know, free access. You can go to a library. You can watch online courses. You can educate yourself. You can. You don't even have to spend a dime to be to up level your life and become a better person. And I think that that's a reminder for me. If I'm not happy, that's on me. If I'm not satisfied with my life, that's on me. If I'm not at my best shape, uh, like right now, <laughs> that's on me, right? Everything is on me because I create this. I create my future, my thoughts, everything I do every single day, uh, people that I surround myself with, food that I eat, information that I take in, that creates my reality, creates my future. I love this. And I don't even want to like add any more except for this. You have to go follow Yasna. Because let me tell you, just listening to you right now, I'm already elevated realizing I have so much to be blessed and thankful for. And you bring that back to perspective for people. I was listening to, I think it's episode two of yours, where you said something about you don't need a coach. You just made a list of a million things that people can go do today for themselves to elevate themselves. They don't need to look outside of themselves at first for any of these things. So I'm so thankful for you, Yasna. Where is the best place for people to find you? Instagram. It's where I sleep, where I eat, where I breathe, where I dance, where I have trees. Okay. <laughs> and your podcast. Tell me the name of your podcast so my audience can. Yes. Up Level Together Podcast, where every conversation can change your life and up level your frequency. I love it. This will not be the last time because I know we're going to go. I want to dive deeper into like rim therapy and healing with you on another episode. But until then, I'm so thankful that you came on today. This has been so wonderful. Oh, God, thank you so much. I love you so fucking much. So much. Thank you. Okay, guys, another episode in the books. And I cannot thank you enough for all of you that have been tuning in. 
this has been a whirlwind of fun and I'm really, really enjoying it. So I'm going to be bringing regularly scheduled podcast episodes every Tuesday and Friday, along with some bonus ones with my husband, with friends. I'm just really, really excited about it. My one ask, and it's a big ask, is for you to screenshot this or share the link with anyone that you think would benefit from having this in their life. With so many podcasts out there, it's it's hard to be seen and known. So I'm hoping that with the help of you, the help of my community, that more people will continue to see Ethics.